Good morning. We are at the very bottom of Chagiga, Ches Amud Beis 8b. Um, we're going to finish up uh, one topic and then we will be- uh, begin a new topic. So the very bottom, I think it's the last line. Yeah, it's the last line. It's Marnami. It was stated. So we're right now we're going to talk about this idea that Rabbi Yochanan had said that um, when you're making up, meaning you brought your Chagiga on the first day, you brought your Chagiga sacrifice on the first day of Sukkot, let's say. Um, and then Rabbi Yochanan had said that if you brought many sacrifices or you had um, you had um, set aside many sacrifices, um, you only are allowed to bring them on the second day as well if you did not have enough time on the first day. Meaning, <clears throat> meaning you... Um, you had set aside a tons of uh, the Chagiga sacrifices, and you had decide, and then you had tried to offer them all on the first day. You just ran out of time. That's when you can go ahead and bring them on the second day of Sukkot. But whereas if you did not have that time, whereas if um, if you just purposely didn't bring them, you had the time. You just purposely didn't bring them, then you cannot bring them on the second day of Sukkot. And the problem there is, is because then it would be a violation of the prohibition of Baal Tosif, of adding on to mitzvot, because here you're adding on to a mitzvah, because really the, the ideal mitzvah, the real mitzvah of bringing a chagiga, commandment of bringing a chagiga, is on the first day. It's Marnami. It was also stated, Amr of Shemin Bar Abba, Amr of Yochanan. Shemin Bar Abba said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, Lo Shanu, Elo Shalo Gamar, Aval Gamar, Choser Umakriv. They only said, that um, you're, it's that you're not allowed to bring your, um, you know, the, the leftover Chagiga sacrifices only where you did not finish. Aval Gamar, but again, but if you had finished, then you can go and bring the next day as well. Now, that, that is obviously a very difficult sentence to explain because it says you're only not allowed, you're only forbidden to bring um, on the second day if you did not finish. But if you did finish, then you could bring on the second day. What exactly are you, if you finish, then what do you have on the second day to bring? My gamar, what does that mean that you finished? Ilema gamar karbonosav, if it means that you finished bringing all of your sacrifices on the first day, meaning all of your sacrifices were brought. My makriv. But what then does that mean? What does that mean then that he can then bring on the second day? My makriv, what will he bring on the second day? He has no sacrifices left. Ella Shalogamar Hayom, rather it means that the day had not finished. Meaning, if the day had not finished yet and he had already stopped from bringing sacrifices on that day, purposely just waiting till tomorrow, then, so then um, he's not allowed to bring the rest of it the next day. Aval Gamar Hayom, but if the day finished and it was just a matter of time, he just doesn't have enough time anymore to bring the sacrifices on the first day, then you can go and bring um, whatever you have left on the second day. Okay. Now we're going to go ahead and talk about the Chagiga offering. Um, and, um, you know, ideally we've been saying all along that the day to bring it is on the first day. Now we're going to talk about what happens if you didn't bring it on the first day. And we're at the Mishnah. We're at the Mishnah on um, Tes Amod Aleph. It's one, two, three, four lines down from the top of the page. Um, and let us begin. 
somebody that did not bring the Chagiga on the first day of the festival. We're talking about Sukkot as the example. If you look, if you see just the word Chag in the Mishnah, it's a reference to Sukkot. Chag means a festival. You can bring the Chagiga any other day throughout the festival. And as well, you can also bring on the last day of Sukkot, which is known as Shmini Atzeres. Um, which is really, in some ways, a festival unto itself, and in some ways, a continuation of Sukkot. And now, what we're saying is, is that you can bring your, um, you can bring your, if you did not bring your Chagiga on the first day, you could even bring it on the eighth day on Shemini Atzeres. Avar Haregel Chag. If though you, the entire festival passed, including the eighth day, and you did not bring a Chagiga, so you're not responsible for it. Meaning you're no longer responsible for it because you are no longer allowed to bring a chagiga. Al Zenemar. In fact, it's um, about this type of situation that the verse says as follows. Um, the verse says in Kohelet or Ecclesiastes, lo skon lo himanos, that um, it's a crooked thing that cannot be straightened, um, and it's a lacking that cannot be counted. Um, this is, uh, you, there's no way to make this up. It became crooked. You didn't bring it. There's no way to straighten it. There's no way to make it up. Rabbi Shimon Benassi, Omer, Rabbi Shimon Benassi says, mu'uvos sh'eno yacholi what is, it, what is it, what is, what is it that is crooked that cannot be fixed? erva. it's somebody that has an illicit relation. Um, and from that relation, um, a um, an illegitimate child is born. Um, you obviously cannot take that back, so it's a crooked thing that cannot be straightened. Now, if you're going to tell me that perhaps that verse is a reference to somebody that steals, that cannot be, because because you could always return the thing that you stole and then set it straight. Thereby setting it straight. Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai, Omer Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai says, "Ein korim uvos el mishahayam esukan batchila vinis aves." Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai says that that verse is referring to something very specific because you do not call something crooked unless it, at one point, was straight and then it became crooked. And what's the example of that? What is that case? Ve'ezeh. What is the example of that? Zehatalmed chacham haparish min Torah. Somebody that was a Torah scholar who distanced himself, himself from the Torah. Because at one point he was straight, he was a Torah scholar, and then he became crooked by uh, distancing himself from the Torah. Okay, so that's the end of the Mishnah, and now we are at the Gemara. From where do we know this? Meaning, from where do we know that you're even allowed to bring a Chagiga, if you didn't bring it on the first day, you're even allowed to bring it on the eighth day on the Shemini Atzeres? It says the word atzeres um, on the seventh day of Pesach, or about the seventh day of Pesach. And it says the word atzeres also in the Torah concerning the, um, the eighth day of Sukkot. And we're now going to say a gzera shava, which is a certain type of uh, of expounding of verses, um, where you find common words and you therefore learn commonalities. So, what is the commonality? If you see the word atzeres by Pes- the seventh day of Pesach, and you see the word atzeres by the eighth day of Sukkot, the word atzeres means to um, to keep back a form of a holiday. 
So we would say as follows, just like by the seventh day of Pesach, that is a day that works for Tashlumen, for compensating, meaning if you didn't bring your Chagiga on the first day of Pesach, you can still bring it on the seventh day of Pesach. Afkan Tashlumen, so this teaches you from the common wording that so too with the eighth day of Sukkot, even though in some ways it's considered its own festival, it's also though a continuation of the first seven days of Sukkot, and if you didn't bring your Chagiga on the first day, you can even compensate for it on the eighth day. Now we're going to uh, point out something interesting. Mufna. Now obviously the word atzeres by, um, you know, in um, in both of these cases has to be free. Do you love mufna? Because if it's not free, ikala mifrach, we can ask on it. And we can ask on it as follows, and I'm going to say it in a second, but I just want to uh, mention what this is talking about. In order to be able to use verses for Xera Shava to see a common link and then learn, uh, you know, see common words and then learn commonalities, those words have to have been superfluous. They have to be not teaching you anything, something else, and then they can be used to te- to be used for this type of exposition, for this type of expounding. If they're not free, if there is something else that they're coming to teach you, then they're not really allowed to be used for a Gezer shava for this type of linkage. So we're pointing out that it must be that the word Atzeres in both of the verses must be free, because if it's not free, or at least if it's not free in the free, if it's not if it's if it's being used for something else to teach us something else, but in the case of Sukkot, Sukkot, then we would be able to add, um, then we it would not be Xerash, it could be a, then it's a refutable Xerashava, and there certainly is a refutation of this Xerashava. Now, what is this refutation? Mifrach, we could have asked as follows shall Pesach, that do not bring, do not bring, um, do not try to equate the seventh day of Pesach and the eighth day of Sukkot. shall Pesach, because we know about the seventh day of Pesach that it is not separate from the days beforehand. It is just as much a part of Pesach as all the days beforehand. Tomar Bishmini Shalchag Shachaluk Mishalafanov. Will you say the same thing though by the eighth day of Sukkot, which actually is disconnected in some ways from the previous holiday? So it must be that the word atzeres is free. It's not being used for something else in the case of the eighth day of Sukkot, Shmini Atzeres, and therefore we, it can be used for the Xerah Shava. La'ai, and that's what we're going to say. La'ai, which means yes, certainly. Afnuye Mufna, the word Atzeres is certainly free. Michti, let's see. My Atzeres, because what does Atzeres mean? Atzor ba'asiyas malacha, means keep back from doing forbidden labors. Um, so it's a festival in that it's, uh, you know, that you do not, you're not allowed to do forbidden labors on those days. Haksiv, now wait a minute. By the eighth day of Sukkot, it says already, lo sasa malacha, you should, you're not allowed to do forbidden labor. Atzeres the kasav rachman lamali. And if that's the case, then the word atzeres that the Torah wrote, lamali, why do I need it? Rachmana, by the way, is a reference to the merciful one, um, or God, or the Torah. Um, rather, it must be that the word atzeres is open, and it's open to teach us this gezerah shava, that um, just like the seventh day of Pesach um, can work to compensate for the chagiga that was not brought on the first day, so too the eighth day of Sukkot. And now we're going to bring another source that uh, the eighth day of Sukkot, Shemini atzeres, can be can work as a um, um, as a compensation day for the chagiga. V'tana ma'isi 
and um, a Tana, a sage of the Mishnaic times, um, they learnt it from the following source. The Tanya we learnt in Abraisa. The verse says, Vachagosem oso chagla Hashem shivas yomim. You shall celebrate it by bringing the Chagiga um, as a festival for Hashem for seven days. Um, now, when you first read that verse, it's, you may have thought that you actually bring a Chagiga on each of the seven days of the festival. Talmud Lomar, therefore the Torah says, Oh, so you shall celebrate it. It doesn't say you shall celebrate them. It says you shall celebrate it to teach us, Oh, so atachogeg. It you shall celebrate with a Chagiga, the first day of the festival. But you do not celebrate the the festival of all seven days by bringing a Chagiga on each of the seven days. But wait a minute. But if that's the case, then why does it say that? Why does it even say anything about seven days with Tashlumen? Oh, that's coming to teach you about compensation. That if you do not bring it on the first day, then all seven days of Sukkot can be used as the um, as the compensation days. Now, from where do we know that if you do not bring the Chagiga on the first day, you can continue to bring the Chagiga as compensation on any of the days, including the last day of the festival, including Shemini Atzeres, the eighth day, Tama Lomar. The verse teaches us, The verse says, Then in the seventh month you shall celebrate it. The fact that the Torah says that you shall celebrate it and it includes the month, this would seem to teach us that there's a point in time where you may that there's a point in time during, um, you know, during the month of Tishrei, the festival that the month that um, that Sukkot falls during, where even though it may not have been a, you know, it may not be completely part of Sukkot we're still going to be able to consider it part of Sukkot for the Chagiga. And what was that? That would be Shemini is the eighth day of the festival. Now, wait a minute. If um, all we had said, though, was in the seventh month, you bring the Chagiga, you may have thought then that you can bring, continue bringing the Chagiga for the entire month. Right, that if you didn't bring it during the Sukkot itself, you could actually bring it on any day um, until the end of Tishrei. Tamalomar, therefore the Torah says, O so, it, O so atachogeg, you're only allowed to bring the Chagiga during the festival itself. It's a reference to the entire festival. Viatachogeg, chutzalon, you're not allowed to bring it outside of the festival. Um, but because it does reference the month, it include, tell, that teaches us that the eighth day of Sukkot can also be used as a compensation day. Okay. Now the question is, what does this mean when we say that the day after the first day of the festival are considered compensation days? Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Rabbi Yochanan says, Tashlumen L'Rishon. All of those days are ways to are, are days that compensate for the first day if you missed it on the first day. For Rabbi Oshia Amar, Rabbi Oshia says, Tashlumen Zelazeh. No, each day is a compensation for each day. Um, now, before, instead of explaining it, we'll just t- uh, continue reading in the Gemara. My Benayo, what's the difference between them? What does this mean that Rabbi Yochanan says that it's a compensation for the first day, whereas, whereas um, Rabbi Oshia says, no, they're all a compensation for each other? So it's as follows. My Benayo, what's the difference between, what's the practical difference between them? 
Amar Rabzeira. Rabzeira says the following case is the practical. I'm sorry, is the practical difference. If you were a chiger beyom rishon, somebody was lame. You know, uh, he couldn't. Uh, you know, he, he was lame on the first day of the festival. Vinis pashet beyom sheni. But then all of a sudden, he healed on the second day of the of Sukkot of the festival. Ikebenayu. That is a case that would be the difference between Rabbi Yochanan and Rabbi Oshia. So what's this mean? Rabbi Yochanan, my Rabbi Yochanan would say tashlum rishon. Rabbi Yochanan, who says that all of the other days are a compensation day for the first day, he would tell us, being that this person was not um, eligible to bring the Chagiga on the first day of Sukkot, because at that point he was lame, which exempted him from bringing it, which made him not eligible to bring it, um, then he's not going to be eligible on the second day or the third day or the fourth day, because the the subsequent days after the first day are all just a compensation for the first day. And if you weren't eligible the first day, then there's no compensation to be brought for the first day, and therefore you wouldn't bring your Chagiga the rest of the days. Whereas Rabbi Yoshi, Rabbi Yoshi, Amar, and whereas Rabbi Oshia would say, who said, who says, no, each day is a compensation for the next day, um, then we would say, we would say, even though he wasn't eligible to bring the Chagiga on the first day, he was eligible on the second day. Um, and it it creates its new obligation. And uh, so on the second day, he has this new obligation. And of course, he would be able to bring it. Okay. So now we're going to ask a question. Um, we're going to bring a contradiction between what Rabbi Yochanan said here and what Rabbi Yochanan said somewhere else. Here he says that if you are lame on the first day and then you get better on the second day, you do not bring the Chagiga on the second day. And now we're going to ask on this. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say this? But didn't Chizkiah said? Okay, now we're going to be talking about um, a, a Nazir. A Nazir is a person who takes upon himself um, a vow which forbids him from eating or drinking anything that comes from grapes. Um, he has to cut... Um, he is no longer allowed, during that time of the vow, he's not allowed to cut his hair. Um, and he's also not allowed to come in contact with a dead body. Okay? Um, and when you, just another important point, and the, 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 this vow lasts for a certain amount of time. If you didn't mention the amount of time, it lasts for 30 days. If you did mention the amount of time, it will last for that long. So now we're going to talk about this. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say that if you were lame on the first day, you cannot make it up on the second day? For the Chagiga. Didn't Chizkiah say? This is, now we're going to be talking about a Nazir, somebody that took this vow. And he became, and then he came in contact with a dead body. And when you come in contact with a dead body, you have to go through a seven-day purification process. And then this Nazir... He went and he became Tameh again. He came into a contact uh, into contact again with the dead body on the eighth day. So after finishing the purification process, he um, he came in contact with the dead body literally the next day. Now it's also important to point out that a Nazir, at once that purification process is done, he actually has to bring his sacrifices. So now that's what we're going to talk about. And his sacrifices he'd have to bring on the eighth day. The day, same day that he became 
impure again, which would mean he's not able to bring the sacrifices on that day because you can't bring sacrifices if you are impure. So now we're going to talk as follows. Nit mevayom, if he became um, tome, if he became um, impure, on the daytime of the eighth day, maybe, then he has to bring, um, then he has to bring um, two groups of sacrifices once he become once he goes through the second purification process and the idea is as follows by the by the eighth day already he was already obligated to bring the first set of sacrifices and then of course when he finishes his second purification process he has to bring he's going to be obligated to bring his second set of sacrifices so when he's done with the second purification process he's going to have to bring both sets of sacrifices Belila. But now what happens if he became impure with a, from a corpse the night before the eighth day? The night going into the eighth day, right? The Jewish day starts at night. So the night preceding the eighth day, so the eighth night, basically. What happens if he became impure at that point? Then, enomavi. Then he does not have to bring the first group of sacrifices when he finishes his purification process. Rabbi Yochanan, whereas Rabbi Yochanan says, af belayla nami he even has to bring his. Uh, he even has to bring the second group of sacrifices, the first group of sacrifices, even if he had become impure on the night going into the eighth day. So, what exactly is the contradiction? So, the contradiction is as follows. We see in this case of the Nazir um, that uh, Rabbi Yochanan feels that. So already. On the night of the set that not the that the night after the seventh day, the night going into the eighth day, at that point, he would be obligated to bring the sacrifices. Just he can't bring the sacrifices because it's nighttime, so he has to wait till the next day. And what do we see here? We see that even though you're not able to bring the sacrifices that night, still we'd say, still Rabbi Yochanan says that you have to make up for it. Uh, many, many, many days later. So that would seem to be in contradiction to what Rabbi Yochanan said by the case here, where once you miss the first day, you no longer have to compensate. So we answer, um, Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya says, Shiny Tuma Tashlumen Sheni. So we say no. Rabbi Yirmiya says no. Impurity is different, because we see that when it comes to impurity, then regardless, you have to, um, regardless that you, you do compensation. Um, and the fact that you are impure is never the reason, um, is not, it's not going to be treated the same as, for instance, being lame when it comes to compensation. As we see very clearly, when it comes, as we see very clearly, when it comes to Pesach and Pesach Sheni. What is Pesach and Pesach Sheni? So Pesach is the, is, um, is a festival. Um, that's a pretty well-known festival, Passover, where you have to bring a sacrifice, the Korban Pesach, the Pesach sacrifice. If you, for instance, if you, if not for instance, if you were impure on Pesach, on the first, on the, on Pesach itself, and you were not able to bring the Passover sacrifice, then there's a makeup day. So the, and the makeup day is called Pesach Sheni, and it's exactly one month later. So we see very clearly that when it comes to impurity, um, for that, there's a rule that even if you are impure, and that if, if you were impure and that is what made it that you were not able to bring a sacrifice, then you certainly have to bring a compensation. Even though you weren't eligible at that time, because the ineligibility came because of impurity, it's treated completely different. 
and uh, we'll stop here for now. We're going to stop here for now, but in our next um, our next learning session um, is literally it's going to be touching on this, so it's uh, it's going to be a continuation. So I'll repeat this last question that we had in Rabbi Yochanan at the beginning of our next um, our next session. Have a great day.